We're actually going to go back to using the original name for my podcast, Tremors from the Heart. So from now on, we're going to be continuing on with that series of podcasts, and you're going to be able to find those wherever podcasts are available. So if you want to see or hear any of our old episodes, you can check those out. What? On Facebook? They're everywhere, like on um, iTunes, on, I mean like Apple Podcasts. How long ago did you do that? Um, Originally. It was like two years ago that I was doing them. Hmm. I did about almost 15 or something. Oh, they were cool. really fun. Me and Nimai. Me and Nimai and like uh, Druva a lot. Druva was really nice to have around. I really liked having good conversations with Druva. So, welcome. I'm Abhimanyu. This is Yogeshwar Das. Haribo. We are friends and we are friends in Krishna consciousness. And Kirtan is our uh, special favorite thing to do. So, um, welcome and Jaini Thai. Jaini Thai. So we thought we would start uh, today's podcast by talking about an experience that we had over the weekend on the last five days of Kartik. Yeah. Right? The Bija Panchika? It's Bijma Panchika. The last five days of the Kartik Mas, or the month of Kartik. And it's particularly special to perform tapasyas and our austerities for the satisfaction of the Supreme Personality and Godhead. Um, during that time, you get extra, extra, extra punya. And punya is like your currency towards acquiring more knowledge, better qualities, higher perception, higher um, capacity in human existence. There was, a, there was a quote I remember from Srila Prabhupada about the nature of the spiritual currency, mm. where if you stop putting money in a material bank account, eventually, due to the fees, that amount will dwindle, right? But yes. everything that you do in relationship to Punya mm-hmm. is eternal. Yes, it's constantly increasing. It helps you understand that Krishna's pastimes are eternal because it helps you understand that when your pastimes are linked to Him, yes, right, they become eternal. Yes. And this retreat was uh, an eternal treat. It was so good. It was so <laughs> much fun. I can't even imagine how, how we could have anticipated it to be that enjoyable and that simple and easy and everyone to be that like fully present and participating on a really really deep level to to perform the devotional service to engage with the classes to to engage with each other and then to really show up in kirtan and just everyone's growing a lot in our kirtan community yeah our community is is really banding together the, what, do you want to talk about a little bit about the format of the retreat Yeah, as you conceived it? And then maybe we can also go into then a discussion on how that in the flow differed and, and, and the experiences that we had. So what was the original format and idea that you and Charmy really wanted to 
The original idea was to have five days where we would get up every day, do the morning puja, mm. and um, do a lot of kirtan and riyas, and that we would explore puja itself. We would yeah. learn some some of the details of puja of archana. That we were going to. Um, Nimai was teaching. Well, this is what actually happened. The plan was what happened. Yeah. So it was loosely, loosely formed, but at the same time, it it, it just happened as a exactly yeah, yeah. plan. Um, we wanted to have just an experience together, doing lots and lots of bhakti yoga things, exploring things that not everybody gets a chance to learn. Well, bhakti is pretty expensive. Yes. <laughs> yes, especially puja and mantra and the science of sadhana. Like when you go a little bit more deeply into. How to perform sadhana and and do these yogas so that you can connect with and relate with your eternal Ishtadeva, you know the Lord in your heart, the actual indwelling super soul. Who, while we are in this material world, which we are actually, mm. um, we can still relate with that and develop prema, develop love of Godhead, and we can develop that intimate association with the Lord, even though we're here in this material world. Well, that was a really. So that's what the depth of puja really tries to allow for a person. Well, what's amazing about the experience of the like bhakti yoga retreat was that we all came together in the morning, and every person decided on their own role, just yeah, major or minor, to do with the puja in the morning, mm. and we all got to participate together, mm. do bhajan together, mm. and ultimately the nature of the retreat, like the experience that I had, was that as we woke up together and performed bhakti together willingly. Like it wasn't something, it was, it was each person's own inspiration for what they wanted to contribute at yeah. the time that they then volunteered and everyone held space and allowed that individual to express that particular role they wanted to play. And that throughout the day, we got to explore that in every aspect from our day to day. So the puja led into, you know, the, the waking up and just the sharing of prashadam, which was really sweet. Mm. And then we got to take that all the way into... What I thought was really powerful about the retreat, which was um, when we got to open up with each other. Yeah, I mean, humans. it was a really interesting thing to do in a bhakti retreat that's not normally done. But one of the things that I've learned in my life has been that um, even though we're in bhakti yoga and we're in this beautiful tradition that has so much safety and so much security and so much, um, um, it offers so much protection. Still, there are so many things actually that the real remedy or the natural remedy for is the association of people that you can confide with and reveal your mind, reveal your heart, reveal what's going on for you and overcome some of the limitations and obstacles that you have to facing some of your fears or managing some of your, your, your weaknesses and challenges. Like one of the main things that we wanted to talk about was anxiety and how we've all had our own journeys with dealing with the effects of anxiety and how it's sort of like modern culture is almost designed to make us anxious. It's like, it's very anxiety driven. And so opening up about all that, I think it gave us an ability to really connect with what each devotee has been going through in their life. And that like, that brings you to this place of compassion very deeply when you care about people and you see, oh wow, this person just like me has been really dealing with this issue and in such a brave way or in such a difficult way yeah. and, and how they rely on Krishna for that. Like when they're going through these things, what you heard more over and over and over and over again was that 
yeah, in those darkest times, it really was Krishna that came through for me and made me feel like I want to keep going or made me feel like I can handle this or made me feel mm. that, that and, and that Kirtan offers, Kirtan offers a special and unique um, opportunity for both deep connection and yeah. association and also a deep spiritual and mystical practice which actually has a capacity to basically take you from A to Z if you really throw yourself into it in terms of spiritual need mm. and, and in terms of in sadhana it's a very very high sadhana so nam sadhana is not like a it's not just a beginner's tool it's a, it's actually the the fruit of bhakti is to celebrate bhakti, which is what kirtan is. So if you in have bhakti, form, actually, most you're, you're, form. you have to be praising bhakti mm. because that's the nature of bhakti is to give praise to bhakti. So if you have it, then you're going to be doing kirtan. That's that's the that's the way you channel your bhakti is through kirtan, through other sevas as well. But really, while you're doing all those sevas, we read about this, you know, that when the when Krishna, when the gopis and gopas are serving Krishna in Braj, mm. they're always chanting too. They're singing Krishna's names that are glorifying his pastimes and they're singing songs of his, of his exploits. And that's a, that's the fuel, that's like the expression, the overpouring of love that there's bhakti there. Without the bhakti there, then there can't be an overpouring to sing about him with love. Yeah. So, well, I mean, genuine love. Kirtan is like this beautiful way to give somebody the actual real fruit of prema that Mahaprabhu is distributing in this Kali Yuga mm. in the most simple, no bullshit way. Yeah, well, it's straight up human. Yes. Every tribe, culture, ancient tradition has some form of Kirtan mm -hmm. deeply written into the cultural DNA. So yes. It's got every aspect. It's got pure devotional service to Krishna combined with a very, very human level of connection, but deep. Yeah. And that's what we explored. We explored the relationship between what you're talking about as the Nam Sadhana, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the thing, the vehicle that actually facilitates the connection to Bhagavan. And Goranga's golden age yes. that, is, that is implementing. Leading us into the golden age, which is now. coming now. It's coming it's happening now. this whole chaos <laughs> that's the demons and the devas kind of fighting over the May. It's time for golden mm. age to come. So. A lot of people who've been criminal for the last, a lot of families in this in this material world who've been criminal for the past mm. few hundred years and perpetuating a, a, a very horrible scheme on humanity. Mm. You know, it's time to change and Mahaprabhu's era is, is finally here. Every every country in the world, every language in, in the world has now the holy name in Sri Mahabharata. Mm. This is predicted by Mahaprabhu. And it's happening because this is only 500 years old. This prediction is only 500 years old and it's happening now. Yeah. You know, this is an incredible thing to, to study in, in, in terms of the spiritual tradition of India and what it's actually saying. A lot of people point in India talking about feeling good and wellness of India, uh, but why is it that people aren't talking about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Bhakti? Most people talking about Jnana and becoming God and becoming one with everything uh, and becoming impersonal and becoming I died, but I'm here and I'm alive and life is life. and. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, wow, cool, cool, cool. But where's Krishna? Because if it's not dancing, like, what's that quote? Who says that? Which one? Um, Beware I won't accept the God unless he can dance. Oh. Who says that? <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, what's I'm going to find this quote. I thought you were going to say that quote from Raghunathas about, um, Beware of, don't look upon Krishna, don't, don't look upon the man with the flute, for he will steal your heart and you'll never return. You'll be captivated by madness. 
What do you uh, think? I can't remember who said this. A god that can dance. No, that's no. not the one. Who says this? For Nietzsche, life's ultimate question was, does it dance? You know, yeah, I'll, well, there you go. Alan Nietzsche, once talks about Nietzsche, wiggling. Nietzsche's talking about yeah, this. Alan right? once talks about wiggling. Does it dance? Yeah, Krishna dances. That's that's well, the way he gets around. <laughs> <laughs> so so this retreat was actually really well, interesting to see how we were exploring each of our own relationship with Krishna mm-hmm. and our own normal lives, and how relying on kirtan and sadhu sangha actually becomes a really really helpful tool. It's it's a real yeah, it's thing. Practical. It's practical, but you have to have a sangha that's open and accepting. Well, you also have to you have to find that sangha that you can be yourself. You have to participate in it, and everyone will see you where you are and say, "That's okay. Keep coming for kirtan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep coming for prasad. It's encouraging. Keep coming for everything, and you just keep encouraging." Yeah. And mm. as we do that, we can heal. We have. We're look. I, my father's from Detroit, Michigan. He's Norwegian and Irish descent. Yeah. So this is a bloodline of karma that is connected with a whole. It's a big karma. You see, at Prabhupada, he suddenly jumps into Krishna consciousness head sure. first. Sure. He does sure. a lot, and then I'm born from that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I still have you some of that. Out from that. I still have some of that heritage, my past yeah. trauma of like Irish slaves and like Vikings who were brutal. So it's like that's still in my gen. If I'm doing this bhakti, if I'm doing yeah, this yeah, service, yeah. if I'm engaging in this way. I can also, I'm also engaged in like healing all that generational trauma. So the next generation can be more intelligent, more wise, more advanced, more disciplined, more peaceful, more subtle. All the things that material nature, when we rely on material more and more and more and more, we lose. Right? In modern society, what are we doing? We've automated everything. So what are we relying on? We're relying on all this well, we're also, li- we're also literally matter. relying on our expression understanding of anything, like learning, to yes. come from the external into the internal. Yes. Like, it, we're literally being directed in a way where that is what education means. Educos originally means, in Latin, to bring out, to bring yeah. forth, right, from mm-hmm. within. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then our education system today is filtered through the vehicle of technology and convenience. Yeah. And it's, a, it's an education system of, of, of cramming and memorization and not actually skill... Well, we were talking about the simple skills of the arts, right? Mm-hmm. And how Radharani embodies all of the 64 arts perfectly. Yes. And that how she teaches through the... She's the embodiment of the 64 arts. She's the embodiment In of the, the Brahma Samhita, arts. she's described as actually the embodiment of 64 arts. So if you really want to be engaged in Radharani's service, the idea, I think, is to take up the 64 art and craft your... Yeah. Develop yourself in the discipline of one of the sixty-four arts, and well, be this relates again Krishna to over the, and over again to develop yourself. Yeah. Finding a discipline that's on the human level is a really, really useful way to discover yourself, to master yourself, and to bring all your energies into a single point. And if you can place Krishna in the center of that, anything you do can be a vehicle for devotional service. There was also the really like rudimentary example that Alan Watts gave, right, in relationship to mastery, which I thought was actually incredible. He always, he spoke about, um, what's the question? I love how it's me asking. That's Shami. Is that Shami? That's great. That's um, Shami. 
I um the arts. Well, where 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 were you saying, bro? Well, didn't you say you wanted to receive questions during this podcast? Yeah, we we'll receive them at the end. Yeah. Is that what you want to do? All right, so ask as many questions as you like. And questions will be, be asked at the end. Not even asked many times. Yeah, yeah. ask many times. They'll be answered at the end. Yeah. I was just saying with Alan Watts that his question when asked by students during his lecturing days, right, at university, when he was a guide to those younger than him who looked up to him, mm-hmm. uh, what should I do when I leave the academic world? Like, how do I go about achieving the goals that I set out for? And, and what should I do, basically, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, well, the first question he asked is, what would you do if money was no object? So if, if, the, if, the, <laughs> if the motivation... Oh, yes, I love this talk. Right? For, I love this talk. For economic... Mm-hmm. satisfaction mm-hmm. was was not a thing that you would be considering if that wasn't something what would you do yeah then do that and that's yep. the advice that he gave and, yep. and he said to calm and quell the doubting mind mm. he said well listen if you're interested in something enough mm-hmm. and you love it mm-hmm. you will pursue it until you become a master yes. of it just naturally it's spontaneous yep. devotional service yes. to that task right um, and if you become a master of something naturally you will be able to sell your mustard. Right. You know, and what does Krishna talk about when people perfect devotional service? I say this with no duplicity. You can, uh, Haridas Thakur can, can sell me at any marketplace. At any marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> Haridas Thakur can sell Mahatma at any, any place. Um, yeah, so the, the mastery thing is, is, is really good. And we were talking about It's this. the best way to figure out what you should be doing. Yeah, you, I mean, this is important to my life because I don't have um, that pursuit in my life thus far. I haven't yeah. had something. We were, that, lock, we were talking about this. Well, until I met aspect, Krishna, yeah. I just realized that I was very apathetic in my life. And, and Krishna was another additional reality that That's, sparked uh, engagement, yes. to be honest. Yeah, actually, uh, me. Anyway, the uh, that's been my experience too, in a way. I think that oh, in cool. a certain stage of sadhana, you go through this really internal phase where you're sort of like not in the seva bhav. You're like in a deeper something's yeah. going on internally that you just need to be present with it. Present with it, mm. and <clears throat> and as I've come, kind of come to a more, more, and more, and more just personal relationship with Krishna and my the way I contemplate the way I approach that is more and more on the very literal very personal then the service attitude becomes more and more enhanced like suddenly like I'm more like okay yeah I see why that service needs to be there I see why you have to actually but you take the man ahead of Nityananda's example mm. in terms of the way in which he propagates bhakti as Jainitai he propagates bhakti as the foremost um measure of worshiping Goranga. Yes. Right? The, the name of Goranga never leaves. Never Kirtan leaves. is the ultimate service in Kali Yuga. Yeah. That's the thing that you have to understand that in this day and age, all your other Angas and Bhakti, you're going to do really poorly. Yeah, you're not equipped for it, right? You, you, don't, you don't have I'm the culture. You don't have the culture. Don't you don't have the understanding. You don't have the the mantras, the mudras, the dhyanas. The, the memory. The memory. You don't have the, 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 the yearly ca- cycle, the, the calendar to oh, actually man. flow with Mahavishnu's pastimes through all the different things. Because that's what the yearly calendar is actually following along the Leelas and Mahavishnu. You'd have to actually go through. You'd have to live such a different life from the Western possibility. It's a deep mystic practice of like tuning in to be a Pujari or like an Archana yogi, like one who's on the Kriya Yoga path who's deeply connected to all of that related to the deity. Whereas Nam Sankirtan is like a full, just a big lightning bolt of. And it's the perfect method of satisfying Goranga yeah. 
Like, it's the puja for Garanga. So really? You know how you Like, swimming? when you're talking about worshipping Garanga, it's we should think it's not waving incense. It's the kirtan. Yeah. So if there's not sufficient kirtan um, yeah, yeah. at your temple or in your community, then you're you're missing out because the actual Yuga avatar who's supposed to receive offerings it's, right it's now Nittai is Garanga. Garanga and Nittai. Nittai Krishna Garanga. is on the back seat. Krishna's on the back seat. He was here at Krishna Leela to take the full... Oh, what's that story? So right now, actually, it's Goranga who is the avatar what's that, story? that should be worshipped. In the Chaitanya Bhagavat, where Nita and Goranga are on the altar of Balaram. They're kicking Krishna. Balaram and Krishna off the altar. And, and, and Krishna, Krishna, and Balaram, <laughs> so Krishna and Balaram are really mad at Nita and Goranga. They're like, that's our food. And then and Nita is like, well... It's our turn. It's our, it's our turn. Wait, you have come now as Brahmins. This is what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Get off. It's so cute. But, it, but it's, a, it's an important thing to understand because you know why? In Kali Yuga, we are all, we've all been conditioned by material nature. Heavily. I Heavily. Have. This is just a fact. Yeah. Uh, maybe some not as much as others, but I know I'm not independent in any way. You know, with all humility, this Kali Yuga has been a very crazy place for the last uh, 40 years, and we're all conditioned by it. We've I all think this year has things that. we shouldn't have seen as human beings that we wouldn't otherwise have seen unless there was technology. We're all traumatized by this exposure to the um, full intensity, the full underbelly of what life is in this particular dimensional reality. There's a lot Mandala, of stuff that's... Jambu Dweep and, and Bharat Varsha. Kali Yuga is like a huge contradiction. Right? We have the most potential for spiritual life. Of course we do. But it's also the worst. It's the best. And, and the worst. worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's non-dual. But um, so I, can I, I want to bring it back to the... Yeah, the retreat. The, the retreat. So we, we basically went off... We on, veer. No, not slightly. We, we spoke about the nature of what... Um, kirtan is, which is really important, right? And that's the central theme of any retreat we're going to run or yep. be a part of. Yes. Anyway, um, so that's good. But then what I thought was really, really important about the retreat experience that we had was we learned a lot mm -hmm. from the sun, from yeah. the actual association. association. So the, the first thing that I learned that is really simple, but is really true, is that when you form a human bond and, a, and you form a relationship with someone, just as they are, you get to know them. Mm -hmm. You ask them questions about their human experience, yeah. and you're curious and, and genuinely inquisitive. Yeah, um, they will also form a curiosity about you. And yeah, and that's where you actually get to crack that shell and, and actually be someone's friend. Yeah. And your friends, that, and you have that connection. Yeah, you can share all of the deepest philosophy, but it never loses its bhakti. It yeah. never loses its emotional quality, right? Yeah. Um, so you can travel all of the realms of possibility with these people and when you sit in Kirtan you're genuinely connected and there is no social awkwardness there is no um, there is much less ego in the room just uncomfortability is lessened because you have gotten to know yeah the there's person. less self-awareness you relax into the well, association like there is less self-awareness yeah. and you finally can like allow yourself to just focus on Krishna yeah. because it takes a lot of energy actually when you think about it when you're in an environment where you're self-aware or concerned, or what I mean by that is like self-conscious, like uncomfortably self-conscious because there's so many people in the room that you don't know. So this is my experience at least. Oh, I've had this. I've I don't known. know people in the room. There's always this kind of, I'm bouncing off of who's around and going, what is, what? like I'm trying, my mind is trying to figure out and acclimatize to who's around me. I think everyone has it. And that takes some energy, you know? It takes a certain amount of energy that can hamper our 
dive into kirtan or bhajan in general. Like doing puja in front of someone who doesn't know what puja is. Doing bhajan in front of people who don't know what is, bhajan is. It's really strange. Yeah, what are you going to walk through the city doing bhajan and expect <laughs> to get really deep? I mean, maybe. Yeah, probably actually. You're distributing that name. Sprinkle it out. <laughs> That'd be pretty As good. much as possible, you got to sprinkle the names around the universe. Sprinkle them out. What else we got? So bhakti is a real, it's the real medium to create sangha because it actually does, when you put Krishna in the center, everyone can feel this sense of self in Krishna and sense of like belonging to Krishna and sense of reliance on Krishna and sense of connection to each other through Krishna. And Krishna is egoless. So he's not going to possess that. He's not going to take that and, and run a cult. He's going to just let it flow freely. <clears throat> and and the beautiful thing about Krishna's love and Krishna's devotional service is it's completely voluntary. It only operates on the platform of voluntary. If there's any coercion or manipulation, or even even when we see in Vaidhi Sadhana that there's a um, there's a hampering due to awe and reverence, fear. We fear the Lord. So or, how close and how personal we can be with Him. It becomes less and less jealousy, conjugal love, fear, and admiration. No. What are you talking about, Brahma Samhita? Mm. The, four, the four, the four ways of I can't remember the verse right now. No, it's okay. I'm not sure if it's in the Brahma Samhita. It just refers Brahma to. Samhita. I've heard it in the Chaitanya Bhagavad as well. It's the yeah, four. The, and, and the main five rasas: Ashanta, Dasya. Yeah. Vatsalya, Satya, Madhurya. But there's the nine rasas that you have like laughter, shivuri, fear, ghastly, like... um, Ghastly is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all these different sub-rasas. And then there's some that mix and some that don't mix. There's a really interesting science of rasas. It's like the original personality test, but to do with your your true self in relationship to Krishna rather than... Because Krishna's a person, right? So his whole being is the original blueprint of all these varieties of love. So he manifests all these varieties of love in full. Mm. And because he's the blueprint of life, he's the original blueprint of life well, as it is. That's what Krishna is, what we would what we would conceptualize for you as the original blueprint of life that then self-replicates over and over and over again at higher and lower scale to create varieties of living entities from from his own expansions to the expansions of expansions to his jivas to his energies to his his other kinds of powers mm. oh this They're is real, all this self-replications of himself at different scale and scope and paradigm yeah so shaktis are what they are but they're all self-replicated from the one self and they have a self yeah it was egos he gives the self to each one here have, have myself each one he's self-replicating and that's krishna the original self-replicator the original. So when we're in bhakti in sangha, right, we can feel that connection deeply through kirtan. Well, I was going to say that the relationship for me personally with that self-replicating experience that is Krishna, that person at the center of every person, that through the panchatattva, you know how you're talking about mm. uh, sankirtan being the gora puja. Yes. So the, actual, the actual offering that you're performing. Well, because you're performing it in the for the panchatattva, you're right, and you said the panchatattva is also related to the five elements. Yes. So you're also like, on my actual personal experience with Kirtan has literally been uh, a realization in the body of having a connection with Krishna that is the offering of all five of my senses. All yes. five of my senses go into ecstasy. Yeah. And it's not 
anything beyond obvious. Yeah. Because if you're sitting there for long enough and you've worked through whatever emotions have initially come up in terms of the ego, uncomfortableness or fear or mm -hmm. whatever it is, and you just sit in the kirtan and let it, let the experience happen with you and don't, yes. you know, and participate as much as you can and get lost in it a little bit. My body is so gratified by the experience of the vibration of the holy name in a place that smells of the incense mm -hmm. being offered to Krishna that's covered in garlands. The whole experience. My, all my senses are overwhelmed by the opulence. It's completely of the purifying and completely sattvic. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's a very therapeutic thing to do. If you have anxiety, really. Seeing in a group. If you have stress, if you have, you know, any kind of. You know, mental discomfort or physiological discomfort, something or psychological consistent. Discomfort, something consistent that, and you're not finding something in your life that really works as a therapy. I seriously recommend visiting a kirtan, a temple in a kirtan, and just not trying to think about whether or not you have to do anything after mm -hmm. that, but actually just going, okay, I'm gonna just like experience this kirtan completely. And I'm going to be really curious. I'm going to listen with full presence. And I'm going to be in that kirtan with full presence and allow it to do whatever it wants to do. you got to be personal with it, right? You have to be personal with the kirtan. You have to full show presence, right? Well, what I find interesting in my life is that a lot of people have a incredible desire upon simply hearing a description of the kirtan that I've been to, which I don't really over-exaggerate. I mean, I, I am very happy when I talk about kirtan. So mm -hmm. A natural joy when I'm speaking. About if you it, haven't is, figured it out, we love Kirtan. We do. Yeah. But I'm speaking to people, then they, they really want to come. Like, that sounds like it would be really good for me. That sounds like what I want. Jaita. But they don't come. Yeah. And Why this not? is the amazing capacity. Why not come to Kirtan? The amazing capacity of Maya. The amazing capacity we have to not do the things we know deep in our conscience is good for us. You know, a lot of people don't understand also the magic of what Kirtan actually can accommodate, even if you are a materialist. Sure. Like, it's got all you don't understand that if you do Kirtan, if you perform these kinds of pious activities, it, it, it'll change your material life for the better. Like, if you want to be successful, if you want to be wealthy, if you want to be whatever you want fame adoration if you go to the holy name and, and, and say hey this is my goal and you do kirtan you'll get it it's a touchstone it's a chintamani it's a wish fulfilling jewel I mean we as Vaishnavas would recommend finding the highest thing to attain and just asking for that but be my guest try it out ask for something good and do sankirtan ask for what you want in life and do sankirtan and see what happens you think it won't happen it will happen that's a good challenge. It'll happen. It's a good challenge. It's true. I mean, obviously, you know, you might have to, you might be in for it. You might not ask for the right thing. You're going to have to, you know, you get what you ask for. So just because it can fulfill your wishes doesn't mean all your wishes are worth fulfilling. Um, but still, it'll work. Well, Christmas, <laughs> it'll work. Goranga Samasival, he'll give you what you ask for, but it just might not come in the way you expect it. Well, beautiful thing about the way Krishna particularly fulfills wishes is that he always fulfills wishes in a way that will bring you closer to him. So, you know, if you desire to be married, Krishna will arrange that, and you're his devotee, Krishna will arrange that the person you marry simply serves to bring you closer to Krishna somehow. Either through the hardship that the relationship brings you, which can turn you toward Krishna in a heartbeat, Mm. Or through the beauty and love that the relationship brings you. And that becomes a 
beautiful um, encourager on the path. Actually, interesting that you're talking about the way in which we interact with Krishna in terms of our relationships, mm. with, also with our partners and our desires. Uh, a lot of what we explored in the retreat was just the level of human connection and communication between partners yeah, and friends, but like yeah. the way in which we have to basically navigate what it's like to be in Grihastra life mm -hmm. to some extent in this age. In Krishna consciousness. In Krishna consciousness. How to manage the sadhana in, in, in the Sangha and the Kirtan and your relationship and your jobs. And how to relate in a way that's natural and human. What I found is that... Healthy. How to have healthy relationships within a yes. sadhana lifestyle. That's that's a very important thing to look at. You have to encourage relationships. That's mm -hmm. what I was going to say. Like the, the thing that was beautiful was just to encourage the individuals in a relationship. And I would always encourage everyone to do their best in the relationship that they're in. To really make it as honest an experience as you can, yeah. regardless of whatever expectations you have for the nature of results. Just to really engage in the relationship with honesty as much as possible, because the honesty you engage with in the relationship, if the relationship ends, you will have absolutely been rewarded with yeah. an experience you can look back on and relish no matter yeah. the pain, right? Yeah. Whereas if you're dishonest in a relationship, you will only look back yeah. on a relationship that finishes with regret or guilt regret and or suffering. Guilt and suffering. So to always engage in relationships with honesty, even just for the selfish reason that when you are finally leaving either a relationship or this world, that this prominent feature of your emotional experience is something you relish. Relationships in Krishna consciousness, man. It's tough, man. It's been a long history. My dad, my dad was very, I feel like my dad was very just human level when it came to family life. And that was what I really appreciated about him. He didn't really bring any of the constructs into the dynamics of our family. There was none of the hierarchical or, yeah, I don't know. You see a lot of people attempting Vedic relationships and it, it turns into this weird constructed yeah. nonsense that feels super unnatural and, and yeah. it actually breeds a lot of suffering. You see a lot of repression and suffering in there. And I think that on the spiritual yeah. path, like to try to find just natural human level relationships and being really 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 honest and really really real and really really not putting like your ideals before your relationships like you have to i think i think personally mm. that we pursue our spiritual path and the ideals of our spiritual path as a way to measure ourselves mm. but um when we we are in relationships we should always see ourselves as equal to everybody mm completely we see ourselves qualitatively same we see ourselves as just as important our feelings there's are no just real as there's no real way to navigate it with, with compassion unless you do do that yeah you have to be able to take the full uh expression of the experiences everyone is going through what i'm, what I'm going through not no one will understand yeah, yeah otherwise yeah. you don't have the capacity of self-pity it just has to be humanness there's no ideal you don't have you know there's no ideal husband there's no ideal wife you have oh, to yeah, figure it out yeah. if you love your partner and if you want to be with them and if you want to actually try to be in agreement with them like so that honesty is what what it requires i think to be in a human level Relating on a human level, it's not not measuring your partner according to what you've read or what somebody said or what some astrologer thing or, or all these different things that you see people get caught up in our in our society at least. 
and they put in their relationships as these weird third-party opinions and all this well, damaging stuff. What I always find actually in my world as well is that the nature of relationships is that people um, often don't simply ask each other really fundamental, simple questions. Like in a relationship, I find it to be an incredibly healthy um, thing to do to basically just say, what do you want? Yeah. Um, what, what brings you joy? Uh, you know, just simply, actually, like, I want to know. Actually, actually being interested. Yeah. These are all, these are all deep. We can go deep into a relating topic and, and, and the importance of relationships. And I think that's something we really try to do on this Bhakti Retreat. Um, not as a focus, but it, it happened in between what our workshops, in between because we were spending five days all together. And, um, you know, Shami's a nurse. I'm I'm an old youth worker and, and I did counseling and I have some experience with that. And, and I think you've just been around the block enough to have related with so many people. So many different human beings in my life. At the level of a, a listener time. and a person to be there for somebody. I mean, I know you've been there for me many, many times in our life. So... Um, I, love you. I think that, that that was a part of the retreat of what we really tried to offer was that we were open to hearing from our guests yeah. and our friends and our, now our Tiny Temple team. Hey. Um, oh, welcome. Tiny, Haribo. Uh, that was what we tried to offer as well as the experience in Bhakti together. We wanted to... We want to find a way to have spiritual community that treats devotees first as people and then where we help each other progress in a very kind and compassionate I way. I think this is what Nittai did. And this is Nittai's, Nittai's method and this is Nittai's mood and this is what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about spreading bhakti in a way that's non-judgmental and not really Stop concerned about from. getting people to conform to a specific kind of version or we had some really good experiences you know, with some there, of the there's so many. that really accommodated everyone who wanted to be there and that the, the rule of thumb was you're allowed in if you want to be there. Yeah. And that invitation and that experience was really um, special. We had a lot of people that, like I think for me, you know, when I see someone who's struggling through something in life and is clearly expressing it in their body language, right, with their mm -hmm. actions, mm -hmm. say smoking cigarettes or... Mm -hmm or um, doing anything that's clearly some form of self-harm and discomfort, right? Mm -hmm. For them to come to a kirtan and to be engaged in whatever capacity, even if they don't sing, although I would really prefer it if they did clap and sing. Sing and clap at kirtan, everybody. Please do. Please do. But, even, but even, coming, faster. Even, even coming, yeah, way faster. <laughs> way but faster. But even coming and to just be able for them to come without them feeling judged, that's what the kirtan needs to provide to people of the Kali Yuga. It, it, it's the real, it's the real, you know. It's, it's Nitai's whole... It's mission with his cultivation, Janava Devi Sampradaya, that's the mission. This this heritage we have is actually a deep, deep, deep... Let's share with everyone. Like, anyone. It's, it's anyone. It's beyond shamanic. It's shamanic and then on a the whole other level because it's, it's pure bhakti. Yeah, it's pure devotion. And so the whole idea with it is like it's such a healing path. It's such a yes. healing bomb that if you engage, if you really just dive in and, 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 and go further and further and further and actually just get a taste. I don't know what you need to do it, but it's like, I remember when I first started yeah, surfing and, 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 and that first time I stood up on a wave yeah. and felt the way, like the way like pushes you along and the wave has this 
strange feeling. It's a strange, indescribable that when it happens, you suddenly are like, oh my God, that was my favorite thing I ever you did. You said this today was... though. It's like the ocean is the same all well, the time, but every wave is different. Every wave is different. The bi- surfing is a great analogy. <laughs> if you're paying it, if you use surfing like a meditation and you think about all the factors of surfing and how they relate to self-development and spiritual development, you, you can find so much analogy there. You can use the ocean as a deep metaphysical reality to, to study, to observe, to meditate on and, and connect to that sense of the interconnectedness of everything and the flow of everything and how while it's the same mm. stuff, it's yeah. always changing and you've got to just keep going with yeah. the day. It's always changing and, and you, you can't complain and you can't demand. You can't demand the ocean turn up with some like really good barrels. It's just not going to happen. You have to just hope and wait and and study the way the ocean works and study the way yep. wind works and then time it. And, 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 and if you're good it's at good that, enough. you're going to find the moment. And so Kirtan find is the similar. Like, it's like finding the moment, moment in Kirtan that actually lifts off where you really feel like a sudden burst Upsurge. and a surge that goes through you that is beyond what is normal. You know, there's like super mundane. It's super mundane. Bang. You you go, oh, that was okay. Wow. Yeah. Holy moly. That holds you to that every time. And, and, and you're now. trying to you're trying to pray for that moment because what you need in that to have that moment is you need the sangha. Yeah. You need the sangha to be Connection. all connected. You need everyone to be Hearts without to be open. Like there's got to be no offensiveness. Be vulnerable and no criticism. Be. Nobody's criticizing anybody in the sangha, and everyone's like, yeah, we're all human. <laughs> So good. Yeah, we're all on the human level. Everyone's human. That means, yeah, some of us are messed up. Some of us are broken. Some of us are misfits. Some of us don't fit in. Some of us are super strict and it gets on everyone's nerves. Like, some of us can't relate. Some of us are awkward. Some of us are anxious. Some of us have genuine schizophrenia or whatever. But guess what? In Kirtan, we can accommodate all these things. And make it just about the name and the dancing and the Madanga can hold everybody. To be honest, the, Balaram, the, that sound of that The Kirtan holds the whole, like, it holds any of those moods or mental degradations anyway. Like, someone rocks up to a Kirtan, there's a natural proclivity. I'm sure there's examples of, like, exceptions. But everyone calms down. The drum, like, the Madanga really holds the place for people to just experience whatever they're going through yeah in a nice way i've seen it i've seen a sapphic like effect on anyone coming into the room even that a kirtan is being played at right it's a very effective way to like stir up especially new people you always see new people will go through some really interesting shifts and then the rational mind kicks in and then the experience stops for some time until you can find a moment where you let your rational mind go you just stop judging the experience you're having and start experiencing the experience you're having then kirtan, you'll connect in the kirtan. I think I think the analogy of the surf wave is pretty profound because honestly, the thing about the kirtan is, um, you have this incredible consistency with the central central theme being the exact same mantra. Yep. Right. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna. Hare Hare. Hare Rama. Hare Rama. Rama Rama. Hare Hare. With the full Jai With the full backing of every like all these rags with with all this amazing Bengali. Infinite tunes, infinite varieties of exactly the same 
Mantra. Three words. And, and you get to sit there, and every time it's different, and every time it acts as self-reflection, and every time it acts as an opportunity to engage with Krishna, and every time it acts as an opportunity to engage with yourself, check in, where are you at, how have you been, what's going on? And I realized a long time ago with fire alone, let alone the experience of a kirtan, which is stimulating more than even looking at the primordial light and illumination yeah, 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 of fire, yeah, yeah. is that when I sit around a fire, or I go to a kirtan, and I engage with myself consciously, and I have a, an actual uh, intention mm -hmm. to be present and remember the experience, yeah? Yeah. Then the next time I'm in Kirtan, and I go to that same platform within myself, yeah. I have a link yep. that ties my past to my present yep. and my future because I know I'm going to be engaged in more Kirtan. <laughs> it's a portal. Yes. It's like a time portal. Time So like every Kirtan into every yeah. Kirtan. If you think about bang, it, like... Bang, bang. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's... Whoa. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's true. But that's because look back at all the kirtans yeah. you've been in and see them all as linked. You, you said this beautiful name. thing. Like, it's the beautiful you thing. You want to stay connected It's like to grabbing onto the rope. It's like grabbing yeah. onto yeah, yeah, the yeah. rope. When you're chanting, it's like grabbing onto the rope that's pulling Rothkart, right? Yeah. Oh, you're, okay. you're, you're like connected <laughs> on the rope that's pulling the Rothkart. I've got it. I've got and it. And we're all on. And then when you're not, you're like in the sea of the crowd. Oh, man. You're like, oh, no. You could get trampled. When you're in the material world, <laughs> without the shelter of the holy name, come on, Corona, Corona is nothing compared to what else happens in the material world. So this funny. place is crazy, completely crazy. But if you have the shelter of the holy name, if you actually can connect to it, if you actually just put aside, what can I say? Something tap. What me, annoying tapping? Is it tapping. I'm just, I'm just jumping to the music. I was going to say that. Honestly, anything, because this goes back to the conversation we had at the beginning of the podcast about mastery, right? Anything you do consistently, consistently mm -hmm. right? That in itself appears the same. Yes. Each time you engage with it, you're engaging with yourself, which mm -hmm. is always evolving, mm -hmm. so it's always changing. Mm -hmm. Anything you do that in, and you experience a mastery of that experience, mm -hmm. you'll have that as a part of your physiology. You'll actually have that embodied as your experience in this life. You get to carry that with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the thing is, if you're able to do that in a way that offsets your ego simultaneously, yep. Which is kirtan because it's clearly not you, and it's clearly not you doing it on. And you can own. never do it alone. And it's you can't. You know you can't. You know it's, you can't. It's self evident. So don't, don't think you're you in the can. group, but, and the group I know there's is a the lot reason of people who can do a lot of nice solo things. So it's selfless. But real kirtan selfless can't master. be done alone. It's a Some of kirtan must be done with others. It has to be done with others. If you want to capture Krishna's heart. You have to do it with oh. other people. Oh, yeah. You can't do it alone. No. You'll never do it. How are you going to do it? You're not going to do it. <laughs> I understand how you're going to try and manage that. I can do it alone. It's, well, that's... <laughs> no. You're not alone. I don't know. <laughs> you're just not recognizing that you're not alone. Yeah. Thus, <laughs> you've got that Oh, you think, oh you think you're independent. You yeah, think you exactly. can do it. Well, now... Now, you're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like we're talking about... We're talking about the self-evident nature of Kirtan. And this is an important thing for everything. It's the foundation of everything. Self-evidence? Well, the foundation of bhakti. Yes. The foundation of community. Uh, the foundation of healing or sadhana within our bhakti movement. It's the foundation of our sadhana. Kirtan. Kirtan. Japa is there, but Kirtan is the real thing. Japa is there <laughs> for some but kirtan is a real real um feast well, a substantial meal of spiritual I, impact well, i always think about this i always think that especially um, in the early stages bhaktivedanta 
like Prabhupada basically initially delineated to devotees, if I'm not being mistaken, mm. to do 64, 58, 64 rounds, right? 64 rounds in the beginning. And that was his minimum standard for Bhajan, like for, for, Bhaj- for Japa. That's the standard anyway. You go to Vrindavan, that's, yeah. that's what everyone's doing. And that's the minimum because that allows you full immersion into what that has to offer you yes. during the day as the, as the pastimes. Well, there's a whole sadhana. Yeah. So what I'm saying though is that he was willing to reduce that in order to facilitate, facilitate opportunity to people in the West. Right? ability, yeah. really. So, so Training the, wheels. So what I'm saying is that's indicative of something. That shows you something about the nature of Japa, right? Mm-hmm. Where Kirtan is never something that you compromise on and it's never something you try and limit and it's never something you try and reduce. It's something that you, it's an open invitation yes. for everyone. It should always be there. Really, honestly, the kirtan should always be there. That anybody at any time wants to go to kirtan, there should be a kirtan available. Yes, that's what we hope for. In Our dream is a shripat, no? Our dream is to have that, like that situation that where the, the kirtan is always happening, and there's always prasadam, and there's always kirtan. So anybody of any kind of class or character could come. Oh, I feel this. I feel safe come. here in the kirtan. So I'm gonna come. I get fed here in the kirtan. So oh, I come with kirtan, and do kirtan and just help make sure the kirtan wow. stays going. Like in India, you see this very beautiful sadhana. Yeah. That sadhus do, got a duni. Yeah, yeah. They it's keep a, cool, a fire going cool, forever. Like cool they just have a, the guru. This was my guru's, guru's fire. Yeah. Literally, please, you have to Keep it care. going, keep it going. And it goes on for generation logs, after generation. Point, right, putting wood, on this putting fire, wood. twisting in. And big, big they do all their right ceremonies here. from that fire. They, they use that fire to bring into all kinds of things. It's a holy fire. It's been lit and stayed lit for hundreds of years. This is a wonderful thing, right? And so far, like, we only have one permanent 24-hour kirtan. In Mayapur. Well, Mayapur has now, yeah, the Bhajan Kutir and in Vrindavan. Yeah, Vrindavan's so been two, there for a long time. Two that I know of, if anybody knows of another, 24 in, hour within our part. society that knows, um, well, I mean, then the Western like, Vaishnava society, what I would if, say. What if whatever, there's one in Ekachakra? In, in, what, what international Vaishnava society, whatever that includes. Yeah. What if there's one in Ekachakra? Iskand, Godiamat, everybody. Maybe there is. Ekachakra. There's not so many. We don't have any in the West. We haven't established a single 24-hour kirtan place in the West. I think New York might be Plus. now with Ram Roy, which is an amazing project. If you haven't seen this project, it's Ram Roy's Harinam uh, Ram Ashram. Roy's Harinam Ashram. I don't know what it's Ashram. called. Look exactly. it up. Look it up. Let's it's, get it's this name. New York, New York kirtan Ashram. What's it going for? 24 hours? No. Uh, what are they calling it at the moment? I don't know. Sounds amazing, though. There must, well, there must be more. New York, it's NYC Harinam. That's what it's called. On NYC Facebook. Harinam. And it's Ram Roy and a big team of devotees in New York City who are doing Harinam Sankirtan every single day. Saving the city. Saving the city. Saving the people of the city. Really, that's what they're doing. You don't understand that when you're distributing the holy name, you're relieving everybody from their sinful reactions. Because we are all in this Western society. You have to look at the Western society honestly. You just look at it honestly and you're going to realize, wow. You can even just look the at it. The foundation is sin. You can even look the at it from the ancient Greeks sin. and the Romans who we, we know we've built yes. our sense of self from uh, ancient Greek philosophy mm-hmm. in, the, in the English language and in the West and Roman um, civilization and empire building. That's just mm-hmm. a foundation, right? Okay, look at their culture. Uh, if we want to talk about the really dark side of where Western society finds its roots... We can talk about the pleasure-seeking nature of where Western we come society. from. We can look at Rome, yeah, right, which is terrible. Which was a study that's not a good way of life. 
Well, it's, it's not a healthy way of life. It's extremely painful for a huge majority. We can give examples. Isn't it? Passion means to suffer. Yeah, it does. So the more we increase the mode of passion, Rajaguna, the more suffering we have in our life. It's well, a very we simple, burn the very fuel. simple principle. We burn the fuel to ash. The more ignorance, then also the more suffering because well, actually, ignorance is worse because it, it allows us for us to ignore the nature of Rajaguna. We work together. That's how, they, how it works. You ignore the nature of Rajaguna and you pretend that no, that Rajaguna actually is productive of great pleasure. And so this is what ignorance facilitates. You can forget every time you got drunk and were sick after and you felt terrible. Well, that Rajaguna you thought was nice then was terrible. And then you forget and you do it again. Yeah. That's ignorance. You forget and then you do it again. That happens in various ways. You forget ways. and then you do it again. You go to Kirtan so, maybe for the first few times and you really enjoy it and then you stop going. Why? You forget. You remember how good that was? You forget and then uh, you don't go again. So, uh, so it's this thing where we, we forget the nature of Sakvaguna and we don't do it. We forget the nature of Rajaguna and we do it. Out of curiosity, <laughs> a metaphor is jumping to mind I wanted to ask you. Go. So that there's a the metaphor for Rajaguna really burning away the fuel of your potential. Because you're engaging it with it really quickly, burning a fire, shakti. and it turns to ash. Yeah. But then, you, if you keep burning ash ten or eleven times, it turns into a pure white subject substance, right? Yes. So there's this really interesting interrelationship with the gunas, where no matter what happens, I think inevitably someone will hit rock bottom and realize the necessity of sattvaguna. It's just when they realize that and how they interact with it, right? Well, there needs to become contact with somebody who is in sattvaguna. So you perceive somebody behaving in such a way that's productive of their own well-being. You have to meet another person. Yeah. Because you don't have a savior until you see someone doing it. That's a good point. You, you you can't clue on to because you, you think that, that everybody's solving their material problems through the basic mode, you know? When you're in ignorance, you really don't think anyone else could possibly not be in ignorance. Yeah. And when you're in rajas, you really don't think anyone could not be basing their life on passion. Yeah. And when you're in sattva, um, or at least when you have some relationship with goodness and essence in your life, you see that everyone's engaging in all three. Well, when you're in sattva good, I think you become observant mm. and liberal and also concerned more with yourself. Liberal in the sense meaning awareness. In other words, you, you're not trying to control. Yeah, okay. A person cool. in Sapaguna is not trying to control others. They I like that. They might speak their truth in their own place, in their own way, but they're not trying to control anybody. Well, not they trying have to no convince need themselves, right? Because they see actually that Bhagavan is taking care of the end of balance of everything, is it arranging for everything for everybody as they need it. And, and people there's have actually little but... for a jiva to do in relation mm-hmm. to someone's spiritual progress. There's yeah. very little that the guru actually has to do in order to give the disciple enough for them to bear full self-realization and full vastusity. So, you know, in the story of Gopu Kumar and the Brihad Bhagavatam Rita, it was just simply the, the gift of the mantra that carried the disciple all the way through. So it's like, wow. how much on the external wow. platform we actually require uh, that that influence is, is different depending on the, the, the level of capacity of a person, how much they actually dedicate mm-hmm. to the simplicity of what is being given, mm. rather than getting really complicated. Well, that's something I suffer from. Is um, Abhi's called it. What do you call it? Like um, the potential to uh, take your sadhana and your devotion. And people have this anyway outside of Krishna consciousness, but it definitely happens inside Krishna consciousness. Like collecting baseball cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. You Pokemon can, cards. Like I, I like remember this as, a, as a Shalagram Shila worshiper. And like knowing people who collected shalagrams, it was a, it was a very interesting right? experience to witness people having this bath, but also like 
it, you could see where it could be contaminated by a strange preference. You like you have this preference about what kind of Sheila you receive, and that's that's not the right way to be. The, With the, Krishna, that's a bit. There, there has to be this well, kind of like deeper mood of like Krishna. What form do you want to come to me in? How do you want to? How do you would you like me to worship you? What form will you manifest to me yeah. if I cultivate this devotion? How are you going to manifest? It's also a full manifest? refusal. How to accept and what comes? Yeah, well, also how to see Krishna coming to you and realizing yourself through how that form of Krishna interacts with you. Yeah. Like, what does that mean about me? Because, like you were saying this today, a really beautiful thing about being able to play a game with yourself, right? Where you look at all aspects of life, like prakriti, inert matter. And, and relate that back to Krishna, Krishna. Bhagavan, right? And, and just see it for yourself, just in your own practice. And so, when a when a um, shalagram is coming your way, whatever form the shalagram is, is like a very it's the one who's coming to you. It's the one who's it's having a, conversation a direct about conversation you with you, and he's related to you. On this is how you're serving. It's a very me. beautiful thing to witness. It's so sweet in people's lives when shalagrams or giraj will come, and how it changes their lives. It's profound. I've had that. Super profound. There's not. There's nothing simple about bhakti yoga. It is a deep mystical tradition. Oh, there's a thing with the collectionism as well in the modern world. I don't know how, who else uh, has done this. A lot of people have maybe been into the online shopping aspect of reality for a long time. Mm. But for me, I found it heightened in my um, desire in COVID. Yeah, to do it, and then there's this aspect with devotional service, right? Okay. You go shopping for deity stuff. You go shopping. Stuff, you right? have a good time going Instead shopping of for deity stuff. That's hilarious, right? Yeah, taking care of deities is a whole <clears throat> whole topic that we're definitely gonna get into deeply. Um, we should do that sometime. But there's a there's a couple of things on here that we actually. Well, okay, so we've spoken about how we uh, experienced and fell in love with the human expression. Of getting to know one another, how that related to bhakti Thai in terms temple. of Thai temple team. Tiny Temple team. Shout out to all Jai, Tiny Temple, temple team. team members. All who are awesome Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis. Shout, shout out to all Vaishnavas. Worshipable by the both of us. You're all Tiny Temple team, really. Actually, if you're in service to Krishna and you're in Tiny Temple. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of you are, so Anybody who is worshipping the Lord in their home is a definite member of Tiny Temple idea. Yeah. You are possessed by the Tiny Temple concept. You are possessed by Krishna. Krishna is in your home. And you possess him and he possesses you and therefore you belong to Krishna. That was yes. a beautiful thing that Nimai... We spoke about belonging. Yeah. That was great. We spoke about belonging. I don't know if anyone else out there has had an interesting experience in their life with belonging and not belonging to someone, some family, some friends, some place. Have you belonged? Have you not belonged? How have you felt? We explored that deeply in the story of Bhishma. Yep. The story of Bhishma. Which was profound. We, we have some footage of that that we're going we're gonna to try to put together. I don't know how much of it is usable because it was a long story. And we were always having technical difficulties. With the technology. Um, we're, we're really not good with technology. This is our our greatest weakness at the moment. But it's not our greatest weakness, no, no. Isn't it? I, I have deeper weaknesses. I don't see, I don't see any. In me? Yeah, what I'm, are you talking about? I'm just talking about personal. Pure souls don't have any weaknesses? I'm, I'm 100% the opposite of the <laughs> pure soul. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the opposite? The, I'm, I feel like a worm Conditioned climbing through stool sometimes. I hate that analogy. It's a good one, right? That's a terrible hey, analogy. It's how I feel. Don't, don't use that one. I'm just saying, I it's don't know what's going on one. sometimes. Who's talking about this? Uh, this is Bhakti <laughs> Vinatakul. says this himself. I know. Bhakti Vinatakul, he's like, I He's a very lowly condition, guys. We all can admit this. Crawling through still. That's what he said. I don't want to know about it. What he said. <laughs> I'm sure. He believes it. He says it as it is. 
Kirtan acts as a vehicle to the golden age. Hey, we did explode this Get out of the stool, you worms, and get into Kirtan. Oh, That's <laughs> that was slipping me out. Because we were talking about how, how obvious the Kali Yuga is. Yeah. In some respects, at least in our own personal mm. lives. And, I mean, come on, you can see it in the world. Yeah. But also in our lives, just what we've been through. I'm sure a lot of you have been through... All sorts of weirdness. This has been a weird year, guys. Shout out if you think this has been the weirdest year you've experienced. What a weird year in your life. I've seen some serious monolith thing. Who's paying attention to the monolith that keeps? Let's pause. Let's pause. This is great. Okay, so I don't know if anyone's seen 2001: A Space Odyssey. (laughs) Sci-fi movie, right? So stupid. Because there's this thing that's happening in the mainstream media, Vice. And a few other media outlets. A lot outlets. of media outlets. Where they're, they're reporting Everyone. a monolith that's appearing over the world as, as if it's real news. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. The monolith, man. Everyone's like, aliens, I'm out. Yep. Yeah, yeah just watch. It's going to be stupid. It's going to be ridiculous. This is so stupid. I feel like I feel like the audience retention has a lot to do with like what the topics we're speaking. Of. It's funny, oh, right? It's strange. There's an immediate response to that. Alright, well, let's try this. What, let's see what happens. <laughs> let's see what happens. What if we start talking about something? We're really anticipating good? you guys now. Ready? Ready? That's we, hilarious. What can we jump into? This might. Okay, let's talk about the unbelievable positive effect of bonding together in Nittai's army. What is Nittai's army? How do we conceptualize Nittai's army? Well. If you're out there thinking that the best thing that you can do right now is Kirtan for the condition of the world, then you're in Nittai's army. Yep. You, the name when you understood that the names of Nittai and Gor can liberate the entire planet from the accumulated sins of our past ancestors who were... If we studied colonization era, we just can... The last... 400 years of human existence hasn't been the nicest, that's for sure. Um, Though we've made a lot of progress in other things, and now we can sit here and talk to each other like magic. That's pretty cool. Oh. That's very strange, actually. I've been trying to form some kind of relationship with technology that helps me understand. Honestly, like one of the funnest experiences in my life, meeting Krishna, is like the natural inclination that certain realizations happen and how it ties to Krishna directly mm-hmm. in my life. And then looking at other aspects of my life and going, I wonder how that has anything to do with Krishna. Oh, and just being know. honest and being like, I don't understand. How, yep. I don't understand how. That, what is he teaching? What's he teaching? What is he teaching and through all of that? <laughs> yeah. And what I love is that, honestly, that question comes down to like, you can, I can just sit there and be like, I don't know. And it's not, and it's, that's great. Because like you said, it's not all about me. What about Nitesh Army again? Nidai's army, we're talking about if anyone's doing Kirtan. Kirtan is the highest welfare activity. It is the highest welfare activity. Nidai was so smart. He could give all the complicated things. He he, he instead invested the holy names with all the energies. Mm. You understand what that means? It's like Mm. all the shaktis of Bhagavan are contained in the holy names themselves. Wow. This is very profound. This is why the holy names are considered chintamani and also conscious. They're conscious. You ever contemplated that when you're chanting? You ever actually just think for a moment instead of like, oh, let me focus my mind or oh, let me let me do something mechanical to improve my concentration and I might have some experience, but actually to chant with awareness that the mantra is aware of you. To chant with a, a sense of 
recognizing the presence that could be potentially present in a sound vibration. But you think that the only things, most people think and consider that the only things that can be conscious are organisms and carbon-based organisms like us and animals and trees. Well, consciousness doesn't have a definition that I've ever read that actually <laughs> forces it to conform to the nature of the body. It doesn't. Consciousness is beyond the body. Mm. This is part of it, so a vibration is entirely in the realm of a description of some aspect of consciousness because in order to have a listener or an observer there mm -hmm. needs to be something to mm -hmm. observe there needs to be stimulus well the the metaphysics of it is is that the actual manifest form of consciousness mm. is language oh in the, in the, in the in the experience of the body I mean, no, you know, no 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 metaphysically as a god is the word god is the word yeah. this is the intimate relationship between speech the word the it's called the creative faculty. Your speech is your creative the potency. The song lines. Yes. The, this is why these things actually yeah. have function and power in our reality. Why yeah. spells work. Why our words can cause dramatic effect in one another and others. They're, they're invested with energy. They're invested with our awareness. They're fractions yeah. of our being. When we, we pass out a, let, a word, we express a word the sound vibration we're giving out this is an extension of ourselves so wonderful so example intimately connected to who we are the potency of like how we all have our <clears throat> own voice yeah okay that's a thing it's like you're 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 you can recognize identity. someone's voice like mm -hmm. pretty quickly to be honest well it's one of the, it's like your eye your thumbprint your voice deeper. deeply deeply unique that cannot be replicated they can almost be replicated but they can't be replicated so the voice is uh, purified through kirtan. Take it back to the level of kirtan. That is what we're doing. We're actually coming into honesty through kirtan. That's an interesting um, exploration because, like, honesty in a way that isn't trying to be honest is a pretty profound experience. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you're when you're thinking about, oh, I need to be honest, you're trying. <laughs> you see. Oh, that, that's that's yeah, a bit yeah, tricky. Yeah, yeah. Don't try to be like you're honest. Just, just be, be simple and honest. Just be honest. Just be honest. No. Yeah. Don't try. Don't try honest. to seem honest. Don't try to appear. appear Isn't that dipl diplomacy? That's just trying diplomacy. to appear appearing honest. in some way. That's a counter to bhakti. Actually, yeah. diplomacy. Diplomacy and what else is counter counterintuitive? Duplicity. Counter Duplicity. So seeing things as fault cool. finding. Fault finding, duplicity, and diplomacy. Yeah. Yeah, that's three obstructions to your relationship with bhakti, for sure. Well, relationship with others, really, right? Yeah. Like, if you, you, if you, you want to have a good relationship with somebody, you have to actually recognize that what you're valuing is the person and not, perhaps, their, their strengths or weaknesses. Mm. The person, the actual person. It's a fundamental thing within the, the within that body, you know. The thing that you know sees you. <laughs> the thing that you can't describe about somebody. The thing that just is the person, right? Mm. That's the thing that you're supposed to be valuing. You're not supposed to be valuing that they're beautiful, that they have this talent or that this history or that they have this guru or they have this special thing. You're supposed to be recognizing the actual personality, the personhood. The actual living entity and when you understand what that is in relation to Krishna that every relationship becomes deeply profound you have an opportunity to experience Krishna 
through another by witnessing their moods. You have inf- you can develop inspiration by witnessing their bhakti. So the relationship mm-hmm. has to be on a level that they can reveal their bhakti. So people who are judgmental, other people don't open up to them. And they can't be related to you. You don't feel like you can open up to them. They won't they won't understand or listen. Mm-hmm. So we're dealing with judgmental stuff. It breaks the sangha and we have to actually find a way to be Discipline and encouraging towards good without ever being judgmental. So it's like there's never a door closed. That's beautiful. You know, but it's always encouraging towards better. Yeah. It's difficult. So yeah. really like <clears throat> we spoke about this where when people really connect in life, it's because they share a profound moment together. Yes. Right. That's the that's the thing that actually um, helps you stay connected to someone in your in your life spontaneously without you needing to think what can I get from this person what can I give to this person mm-hmm. like without thinking about exchange why or what are you doing expressing association and, and sharing in your experience with someone else it's because you've shared moments together either yeah. they've been difficult or they've been blissful the only way to develop the relationships is to actually share moments together yeah. so in, 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 in the world of bhakti yoga oftentimes the, the actual these actually human level things can be overlooked a lot and what we get is that we're wielding ideals around. Well, I've noticed in devotee communities that I've experienced in terms of sharing moments together and what we're talking about, a lack of, uh, it seems, an etiquette or a desire to get to know someone and introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. There's like a, in most social circles that I've been to outside of devotee communities, there's like at least some etiquette etiquette about introducing people to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and there seems to be that block. I don't know. I was going to explore that with you one day. Well, it's just like this strange social awkwardness that you feel in Mayapur or in, in okay. around here sometimes in some areas. And yeah. so, I don't know what it is. It's like there's anyone, never there's been so many. Yeah, we'd love to hear what other people think about this actually in terms of what is our culture around introducing newcomers to each other and how do we welcome people into our sanghas in a healthy way that people can leave feeling like, oh, those are actually really personal people. They, they took an interest into me. They inspired me because they actually saw me. They actually, I don't know, they, they made me feel love. They made me feel something that I want to come back next time. And I want to see that Krishna, because Krishna is, by the association with the devotee, right? They're supposed to get a sense of what Krishna is like. And this is why throughout all these pastimes, we see that the Vaishnavas are really generous. And they're constantly feeding large amounts of people. Yeah. And they're constantly giving away gifts. And they're constantly providing. Krishna's constantly overflowing and providing for all his devotees. Like in a way that strengthens the bond. You have to understand that Krishna's in a reciprocal relationship. He doesn't just impoverish his devotees. Like he arranges for Srivas to be fully taken care of by his rich brother. He, he, he showers wealth on those who he deems the rightful wielders of wealth for the seva. So, mm. you know, the idea with the Sangha is to constantly oh, be go. providing that, that Sangha to the people. The people are going to need the Sangha. I can promise you that whatever is going to happen in this world in the next coming years, mm. people are going to need Sangha. People are going to need Kirtan. People are going to need Bhakti. I, well, I promise you this. <laughs> Bhakti is the as the, <coughs> the medium to sangha. So like bhakti as like your bhakti, your your yoga of bhakti as the channel 
that will allow you to associate and form the right kind of sangha, and that sangha being the storehouse of bhakti itself. Yes. So they feed off each other. It's this amazing relationship between your your relationship with your service to the mm-hmm. Lord and your relationship with your sangha, and one strengthens the other, and the other actually your love holds for your friends. the other. Your your love love for your friends is an extension of your love for Krishna. If you're not actually loving your Om Namah Shivaya. Namah Shivaya De Bambolena Karahara Mahadev Jai Bolena Jai Jani Dai OG Bole Jai Sankarshan Um Glorification then the Glorification of Well see this is the The thing with the Sangha Is that it opens up This pathway To have a spiritual connection With somebody Who's related to Krishna This is increasing the Bhakti Bhakti for things Related to Krishna Is Bhakti for Krishna Bhakti related to things Related to Krishna For Krishna Is It's for Krishna It's, for it's an extension Krishna says many times If you think that you can engage in my devotional service without engaging in the devotional service of my devotees, you're mistaken. You're pouring your offerings on ashes with no flame because I'm present actually in my devotees. I'm present actually as the real living entities, not as your thought construct of... That's such a powerful thing to realize. He's present as the Vaishnavas. Krishna is not your preference. No. Krishna is Krishna. Krishna is as he is. And he will appear as as your life. (laughs) You know, actually, a very interesting thing that I've just been meditating on. This is a very cool topic. And that is that... I just want to double check this is correct because someone told it to me and I just want to get it right. right. um, He's looking it up. He's going to check it out. Haribo. Um, We're taking any questions anytime anyone wants to ask them and we're going to answer them at the end if you want to lay them down. Go for it. In the meantime, what are you actually looking up? You in the you in the digital realm? What are you looking at? Uh, there's a way. Describe it to you, our viewers. Someone told me. Someone told me recently that uh, an older translation of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Oh, what? Not by Bhaktivedanta. No, by Sri Prabhupada. It was like an older, older rendition of how he translated the the, the, the title Chaitanya Charitamrita. Okay. When he and he said the eternal pastimes of life immortal. Well, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, one of the meanings of it's, his name it's a is, is, is Krishna consciousness, no? He's the embodiment. He's the embodiment of Krishna consciousness. Consciousness, which is the, the fundamental of fabric of reality. Actually, the even, of consciousness. Even according it's to quantum physics, you got to understand that consciousness is the basic fundamental substance of reality. It's It's... And, and how then everything that? within... Oh, just, man, you want to go into these? A little bit. I can't necessarily do that right now. Okay. I need to... I we can do that sometime. prepare myself for that. That's, that's a like, fun one, though. That's something I would actually need to learn more about. I just know that I have a feeling, an understanding, a basic from a distance of what, what I'm talking about. Sure. And to, to be able to explain it more deeply. Yeah, but people, people have an experience where they realize at some point that their consciousness is the foundation of their identity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's a different level of what... what what I want to discuss is like okay. consciousness is is a is a structure of being that encompasses all the possibilities of experience. Okay. And all the possibilities of experience are simply information. We call it in, in our world we call it vidya and avidya. It's just ones and zeros and positive negative information that is either productive of a, a densening of our consciousness into matter okay. into like it's sure. falling or it's coming up into light like it's frequency so it's just coming up and down so this this whole web of being is just 
consciousness. So Chaitanya is the word that is used in the Tantras, in the Upanishads, yeah, to denote over and over again, what is right. consciousness. Even this whole, there's a very, very, very important Tantric text called the Shiva Sutras from Shemaraj. Mm. And it's a fundamental text of Kashmiri Shaivism. And it delineates how, just how consciousness is everything and that everything that is is pervaded by consciousness because it's experienced only by consciousness well, no one else self. experiences anything so it's only consciousness to that be or not so to be but if you without you wouldn't be so you are yeah it's, <laughs> and then it's the fundamental like self-evident truth you're conscious that's the that's the only fundamental self-evident truth is that you're awake and alive and conscious that's it i i think therefore i am no 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 not i think therefore i am i am I am, therefore I am. Yeah, whether thinking or not. I am. I am. Are you not? And, then, and even <laughs> that, that, that vodka gets shortened just to I. You yeah, come yeah, contemplate I. I without a label. I. Or then you take away the word and you just be. And you, you'll understand this. these are layers of being. I'll tell you and, how you really And the, the term Satchitananda huh? is a way of describing Chaitanya. And Krishna Satchitananda. is the very central point the very axis point where consciousness is collapsing into and coming out therefore of. it has vigraha it has rupa it is a single unitary point within the vast infinite field of consciousness but it's at some point hole. it has to become it's a densest point yes. as a per as an individual thing that's how that's how it has to work yes the whole has it so he's the blueprint of all being as a person which is also a un, the, the universe or the infinite universe jagannath which is jagannath right mm. so pastimes of sri krishna chaitanya life immortal. in front of jagannath we, we we contemplate we see through this whole story all the incarnations of all yeah. Of life. He manifests the devotees. The Panchatattva is the devotees. The elements. The elements. No, I'm talking about the five, in terms of Panchatattva, in terms of how consciousness is fivefold as as the Lord, his expansion, 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 devotional energy, and pure devotee. Incarnation, devotee, yeah. pure devotee, devotional energy, expansion of devotee. Yes. Yeah, cool. So those five features of what consciousness eternally manifests itself as wow. for Leela. So the jivas, which is what we are, exist in two states. Either they're aware of all this going on. Lila being the experience of self. The life immortal. Life immortal. Life experiencing. Itself. Us experiencing. We're, we're part of it. Yeah, we're part of it. Yeah. So. Part and parcel. Johnny Thai. Part and parcel. So the ones that are in the conditioned state. Like us. We call them pashu. They're like animals. Oh, you mean essentially really, like all individuals, whether human being or animal yeah. or deva or everything, who are in a conditioned frame state of mind, mind that they are not aware of Bhagavan's role in what's going on well, not in their it. immediate experience. Like you got to understand that Bhagavan is functioning in your immediate experience. It's not outside of your immediate. That's experience. actually the thing that's really important when people understand the nature of their reality as a jiva, right? Yeah. Which the the Christian doctrine is doing a really specific way where they, they, they really focus on the concept of sin. And we've been joking and playing, well, not joking, we've been playing around with the word use of sin being um, suffering induced by narcissism, right? <laughs> narcissism. All a sin is, yeah. is an action you take or I take that causes me or you to suffer, right? Yeah. So it's self-manifest suffering. You, you just create your suffering, basically. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's and then, what sin is. But then, but then Passion. This, yeah, but this relationship with not accepting the Lord 
is not recognizing yourself in the Lord. Because mm. like when you don't recognize, recognize yourself in Krishna in some capacity, it's very hard to accept him because a lot of people feel judged by some external force or person who yeah. looks at them and says, you're not good enough. And they go, well, fuck you, because yeah. how, who are you to judge me? Mm-hmm. You don't know me. They have yeah, this yeah, false yeah, yeah. relationship, right? Yep. Whereas coming to accept yourself in Krishna consciousness, because you can accept yourself as a part of consciousness very easily. It's neutral. You're conscious. You're, conscious. you're alive. You're life. I'm conscious. You're, you're conscious. part of life. Yeah. So then Welcome s- to life, everybody. Hey, it's nice to be here. That's called Agama. Agama. Right. There's a two paths we can take. We can come to life or we can go away from life. Mm-hmm. We got Agama and Nigama. Nigama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those who want to renounce the world, Jani-tani. they follow Nigama. Those who want to just be in the world because we're here in the world. Apparently, Bhagavan has us here in the world. That's all I know. I don't know how I got here. I don't know how I got here. All I know is Bhagavan put me here. Do you guys know how you got here? So I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna try to use while I'm here to well. do something good for here, for him, here, and not worry about where I go next. Well, I just feel like I'm that's gonna a, forget anyway. Isn't that a big? Yeah. It's, a, it's a big use of my time and energy trying to figure out how I'm gonna get out of here, go somewhere else, be not present, how I'm gonna escape from the moment. Like it's a lot of my energy when I could just accept the position Krishna has given me. Yeah, it, and, and actually make best That's use of it. That, sometimes. That if we engage in bhakti... How do you do that? I with, find that difficult well, sometimes. you got to recognize that Bhagavan's already here. You can already connect with him here. Holy name is here. The deities here. The devotees are here. So you already have him. So why worry about going anywhere? See, this is just me enjoying, relishing Krishna yeah. Katha. Krishna Katha is the your, only way that I deepen your relationship. How do you guys stay connected to your Ishta? How do you guys stay connected to Krishna? How do you guys stay connected to that which slips through your hands like sand sometimes? What is your way of associating and memorizing and staying connected? I'm curious. I personally relish Krishna Katha as much as possible. I love conversations like this one. I love uh, interacting with anyone and having them talk about Krishna. Yeah. Um, there are many different ways in which to relish that, but that's how I stay connected to his realization or the realization of myself and him and I don't get lost in life. How do you do it? How do I do it? I don't do it. I just hope that it will happen. That's great. Like I, I think I'm trying to do my sadhana and just trying to do my sadhana, trying to do That's my great. sadhana, and then and then hopefully there's seva? mercy that comes and seva. Yeah, Paramananda Puri, man, your seva, seva. Bob is the best. Your seva is absolutely. I'm so amazing. jealous of that. You're jealous of his seva. Yeah, he does such good seva. It's very committed and just steady, and he loves it. Yeah, he, well, he that's loves. See, it. that's you love it. That's also what I'm like realizing is that the the desire. For, for taste of savor yes is like an endlessly escaping prayer on my lips to be honest is like I really just please give me more of the taste so that like you're saying you don't you don't have to do it yeah the world we live in right now is not conducive for savor <laughs> so especially so in the west like, everything is so far away driving this way driving that way not being in a small kind of community environment where like Mayapur was such a beautiful place to be. To yeah, tell me about that. Talk about you Seva. There was always Seva available. You were a teenager? From 12 to 20. 12 to 20. Cool. Okay, so there was always the availability for Seva. Anytime you reached out, it was given Kirtan to you. Kirtan is there. Cooking Seva is there. Book Seva is there. Yeah. Whatever Seva you want to do. Garlands, what making dresses, whatever. Yeah. When we were kids, we used to go hang out by the temple and drum. find Seva's dramas. And it was have? so much fun. Have all the dramas and all the arts available Ooh. to anyone. We want to get into dramas, don't we? Does anybody, <laughs> anybody does anybody know any good 
any, any good dramas? I we're mean, gonna like, write some. That's we're what we're gonna do. Yeah. You directed one. I did. When I was a kid, I directed a good Ramayan. In Mayapur? In Mayapur. You had a really good team. I love the awesome story of the Ramayan. Were, I love the story of the I must have been 14. It was really fun. It was one of the highlights of my childhood. Directing the Ramayan. It was a drama with Sita. She didn't want to be Sita. She was too shy. She didn't want to be Sita. Oh, wow. Well. Oh, yeah. she, was, she was so like, she's quitting like a day Sita. out. Like, oh no. We oh, she was too Sita. nervous? To, yeah, oh, so no. nervous. We How did you do it? Did she we, do it? We just had to beg her, pep talk her. Try to just make her feel comfortable. Anything, Anything that she would just do the thing because we needed... <laughs> Who did you play? I played Ravana. Ravana. I jumped off the stage, the main stage. You got shot by Ram's arrow. Huh? Lakshman. Ram? Oh. Yeah, Radhika is such a good point. I really Radhika, like-minded association, association with devotees who are more experienced in Krishna consciousness, which ultimately brings mind to Krishna when the calamity comes. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Eventually you start to see that Party those who are ball. really connected to Krishna, they will just keep saying it over and over again. They're just never... Through hard times, Krishna is the best. There was a realization about Guru, right? Guru, Guru, Guru. Like, that the Guru is so firmly planted. The Guru's lotus feet. Like, Guru Dave's lotus feet are so planty, plant, planted in Krishna consciousness that all you have to do is, is look at them or, or be near them or take their instruction as themselves. Mm-hmm. And I personally become so calm and connected to Krishna through them. That's actually, we were going to talk about this as well, the relationship with Guru Bhakti and and the the deep, deep... Well, Guru Bhakti is a huge part of Sangha, and actually yeah. oftentimes Sangha's form around a guru. That's what that's it's about. Not, that, that's luckily, luckily we don't have to worry about any of that. And and, and that we're, we're Tiny Temple is forming around uh, a, a concept of friendship and and the concept of community. It's not even a concept. It's without actually, need. It's, got it's a lived experience. And, and all of our individual gurus, yes. we all have guru in our lives. We don't need to put a, a person here to deform how we're doing. We can all be completely in our own sadhanas with our own connection to guru. Well, what I wanted to, to say about your focus. Thing about but your focus on puja, though, during the retreat was really <laughs> powerful because it directly connected each individual to guru. Well, I mean, that's these already. No, that's not right. No, everybody is already connected to Guru. There's nothing I'm doing that's connected to anybody. No, not you. What I'm saying is that everybody, well, everybody got to participate in in the tiny temple retreat with their own um, puja. Yeah, yeah, but everyone coming, bringing their, bringing their. So what was really nice is that part of what we did was that we invited everybody to bring along their their deities, their picture of Guru Day, so that they could perform their puja and their service in the morning as a collective, Mm. all together and give honor to each individual's guru. That's what I mean. It was yeah. this amazing opportunity to, to enhance, enhance our guru bhakti. Yeah, well, I, I actually experienced that a lot. You did? I, no, my, the enhancement of like appreciating like Anjali's guru bhakti and just being like, that is really, really profound and I really like that. Yeah. And being just... Really profound. Actually. Reminded of all the things I really love about Gurudev and just being like, yeah, he's an amazing personality. Such that, a good thing um, to have. Oh, there's more. There is more. Relationship with Guru Chuggy and relationship with Guru Chuggy. These are some good, these are some good things. A big sharing. Let's see. Uh, A relationship deepens through healing. To have healing with your relationship with Krishna, we have to have an issue to begin with. It helps me understand that when bad things happen in life, you can at least take out of it, take out of it that your relationship with Krishna deepens when you realize how much you need him. Yeah. We but, but another thing I, I think I and I hope that you're experiencing through that deepening is that, that when he does 
when you do rely on him, there's a there's a certain quality of love that you can realize in the way he's there for you. Mm. It's not so much that you realize how much you need him. It's 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 you realize how much he's giving. There's a difference, mm. right? Like you're not coming out of a place of need because if actually when you get knowledge, you'll realize you don't need anything. Factually, you're a a, a ever pure spiritual spark ever uncontaminated by anything you're experiencing and i know that's really hard to wrap you are not your karma you're not your sense, thoughts right? you're not your experiences you're not your you have to take responsibility for it you, but it's you, not you you're being showed this this very very interesting experience to learn but essentially it's all to come to the platform of of understanding just how good krishna's love is yeah just how wonderful Krishna's love is. It's not that you need it. It's just it's way better. This is, you're already complete. Om Purnam Ada Apurnam Idam. So this is the thing that, this is the beautiful thing about Krishna. That though Krishna is perfect and complete and he's the total whole and he has everything he ever needs always at any time, still, he's engaged in Leela for the purpose of experiencing Rasa with his devotees, relationship with his devotees, love, with his devotees. So the exchange of that love is actually so deep and so profound and so beautiful that when we rely on Krishna deeply, deeply, deeply in our beings and come into contact with that love, then we have way, 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 way more appreciation for what he actually can give up. We realize, oh, like I've been worried about a lot of things that don't matter and and, and, and I can drink from this and, and I actually, I, I, the more I think about it, the, the, the more I want this in my life, the less I'm actually busying myself, picking my wounds, you know, to worrying about where I'm at, in other words, and actually getting to a place where you're just purified of those habitual tendency, tendencies to self-criticize, to self-doubt. All these products of the mind that get caught up when we are in this state of trying to fix ourselves. We're not trying to fix ourselves. Just drink the love. He's going to fix you. He's going to make you bright. He's going to make you shiny. He's going to make you walk straight. He's going to make you do these things by the power of his love. And all you got to hey. do is drink it. Yeah. 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 We we're talking about belonging and that's actually in a line that's with very what I'm saying. It's just accept it, drink it, and that's where you belong. Yeah. You don't have to try and... It is a very personal relationship. Fix it in your, in your being. It's already there. And it's the most fundamental relationship yep. you've ever had. Um, you'll realize that uh, the only person you've ever ever been in relationship with was Krishna. The whole time. The whole time. In every in potential every name way, and form, in right? In every circumstance and in every situation, uh, Krishna has been the one communicating with you and, and being there with you and actually revealing this world and this life experience to you. To and he's only ever... knowledge for him. Oh. And that you see the reciprocation in your relationship and want to do things for Krishna. Yeah. Without getting back to anything It's yourself. just for the love of it. It's yeah. for the love of Krishna you want to do it. Why it's... do you want to master something? Because you're inspired to offer it to Krishna. Yeah. Why do you want to engage in something? Because it, it pleases it... Krishna. <laughs> and actually, you know you know what? This is a really beautiful thing that Chaitanya Bhagavad does. Is Chaitanya Bhagavad. Chaitanya Bhagavad, Chaitanya Charitamrita, they do this oh very gosh. beautiful thing where they bring it to such a real level when they Jack explain Shana's that Kariraj. service to the Vaishnavas mm. is actually more potent at awakening dormant prema in the heart of a living entity than serving Krishna. Those Krishna texts, is man. so cheeky. He's so... 
Yeah. He is all of everything, all giving. All giving He's which the is overflowing. Contagious. He's the celebration of life. When we're in celebration, right? What do you see? People overflow, and they just they give, realize they they're give, limitless. They give, they give, they're limitless. They give, they give. Though Krishna is in the state, take all of the but fruit think, of bhakti. Just think about the story. Take it, take it, take it. When, when, when the the woman with the fruit came to give, it to him, and Krishna wanted to buy the fruit, so he came down with a palm full of rice. He's going to pay her, and by the time he got down, he was so small, he dropped all the rice. He only had a few things left. The woman was so like, oh, I'll give you whatever you want. So take what fruits. And Krishna takes all the fruits. And then he's he's going, he says, all I have for these grains of rice. So she yeah. accepts them humbly like, wow, man, you were so cute bringing me the rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take the fruits, go. He turns around, he goes away. And then she looks in her basket. Gold, jewels. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Just, he just gave her everything. He's so generous and so giving. Have you ever thought about this? As Vaishnava is growing up or as... As people who have been to India or have existed in a world where temple function occurs, the function and you of the have incredible, eaten man. from the Lord's hand, literally, you can count. You can't count the meals that you've received by the mercy of Krishna. Like this is a reality in my life. I've grown up my entire life in the Vaishnava society, and I. I don't know what percentage of my life I've been eating at the temple or how many meals a week I eat at the but there's so much that it's like most of my life I've been fed by Krishna. Especially in Mayapur. When I was living in Mayapur, I almost didn't eat at home. Well, I find that profound about most Gurukulis is that like the reality is why I meet most Gurukulis and no matter what their thoughts about their position with Krishna is that they're deeply embodied parts of the prashadam that they have eaten their whole lives. Like Krishna built their bodies from day one and they have that fundamental knowledge. Yes. <laughs> and it's profound. It's super like, profound. It's cool. <laughs> we were speaking about this as well where the function of belief ages ago, right? Mm. In relationship to <clears throat> God or in relationship to Krishna is if, if he's feeding you and, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, you yeah. don't overcomplicate it, yeah. he, he proves his existence. Yeah, he proves his existence. <laughs> because even the idea of him is feeding you. So if an idea can feed you, like there's that's very real to me. It. If you go to India and you just understand how much God is feeding people, oh, God's people. feeding people everywhere, feeding India. people everywhere in India. If you don't believe in God, go to India. Sadhus, man, you don't see this in an atheist world. You just don't, dude, dude, dude. I want to commit my you time. You just don't see to... what people do in spiritual life and in, in life for others. But you India. don't see it in an atheist secular world. You see communism. You see death. You see a lot, you see a of, lot of death and selfishness. And a lot of lack of color. I don't know if you've noticed, but Soviet Russia is <clears throat> a lot of gray a lot of the time. And India is full of color. <laughs> Listen, coolies are entitled. Everybody is entitled to the Lord's mercy. It's entitled to the... It's causelet. That oh. is doing for the pleasure of Guru, doing for the pleasure of Krishna. But you know that eating prasad is seva? That to take prasad is serving the Lord? Do you understand that? We are all entitled to serve the Lord. Nobody is getting a freebie. We are all <coughs> entitled, entitled. <coughs> entitled as Krishna's children to eat from his hand. That, 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 we, that is our allowance. We're his children. We're his 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 Accept actual, your blessings. Accept your blessings. <laughs> Don't feel bad about you. it. Don't say, <laughs> oh, you, you can't feel entitled. We're entitled. And, 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 the, and the, the temple is entitled to provide, to serve the devotee community. That's their entitlement. That's, That's their works. effort. That's how it works. That's their seva. And then other people who don't live in that, their seva is to come 
to do whatever seva is available, to take prasadam, to associate, to share, exchange of love. Kirtan. But everyone's entitled to that. That seva, it's, ever, it's for everybody. That's the thing that we it's, have to really, really hammer down in our, in our, in our own personal sanghas yeah. that we can understand this. Like everyone is and, entitled and to And that's the potency of non-judgment. Because if you fully accept that as your dharma in relationship to love of God and you give and give and give, and certainly I found this in my life, you will see over time, I have seen in myself over time, a tendency to genuinely want to serve Krishna more and more nicely as a direct result of simply being accepted. Yeah. All of your, all of the faults. Shout out to Anjali. We love yeah. you. You're amazing. Glorious to your kirtan. Glorious to your kirtan. Always, right? But yeah, so... The foot dust of your kirtan. We really do. Your your kirtans are just like I, I wear them on Hadi my head. Bo. Hadi bo. We're not even be. We're not even teasing you. We're actually completely, hundred percent serious. I'm we being love your kirtans. I'm being genuine. I also love Paramananda's Paramananda Puri. Well, yeah, but like I was gonna say, I was gonna be way more. Direct. I was gonna say food. Your prashadam. I, I, I want to talk is about the qualities the best of the in our community. That week, would be like day. if I could have our podcast just be about the qualities of the devotees. If we could sit here glorifying all of you all day long, all you guys, that would be the that best. Would actually, I take your digital footprint upon myself. <laughs> We have a, 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 an amazing community here in You guys are all Australia. amazing. You guys are all And everybody is bringing beautiful. their <laughs> talent and their passion for Krishna to a very, very deep level. You're all inspiring in my to world, us. where I am, where I'm seeing, I'm seeing people pursuing their Krishna consciousness yeah. in a very genuine way. And I'm... Um, and not letting go. I'm feeling really blessed to see that in my life. Honestly, that's what the retreat was about was acknowledging every individual and their deep love and devotion to Krishna mm -hmm. and just being a celebration of that. It was actually a festivity yeah. of celebrating the human experience, uh, blissful experience of every individual's Krishna consciousness. Yeah. Each of you contributed in your own way, in an amazing way that always came through at the right moment. Paramananda, that prasadam saved Shami a lot of tears. Yes. And everybody's participation allowed the whole joy of the experience to be genuine. And the best thing I loved about it is I never felt like anybody thought they had to do anything. Oh, you got evil. No, it was There was not a shouldness in it. There was no shooting. No shooting. Don't shoot all over Don't yourself. Don't shoot on yourself, Don't guys. No shooting. Don't shoot yourself. It's not a must. It's not a should. It's do you want to? Be inspired. Do you love us? If you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Do you love Krishna? Do you want to serve him? Do you want to get closer to him? If we don't, if we don't form community on the basis of that kind of voluntary, very open, very, very safe and very, yeah. very no shoulds, no musts, we, we, if we don't do it that way, we fall into culty stuff. We, okay. we associate in a way that can breed cultism. We, we have to be aware and, and careful of that ego potential to come along and take any situation and, and, and try and claim it. Mm. I have to watch that in my own self a lot of the time as I sit back and observe my situations, especially the blissful situations. I don't know about you guys, but my ego wants to come up and say, that's mine. That was me. I did that. Yeah. Um, and your, I your think ego's we have to be constantly expanding to that's include a worthy the, the experiences that you're having. So yes. When you have spiritual experiences, you have to be very careful to constantly bring yourself back down to a human platform and just say, no, 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 that was a wonderful experience. And that was very blissful. And I very much appreciate it, but I remain 
exactly yeah. as I was. This is a part of accepting the blessings, right? What's that? That Zen koan? Before enlightenment, fetch water. After, After enlightenment, enlightenment, fetch water. So that's a good one. We have to stay on that level. This is Trinada Pisuni Chena, ah. right? Humility allows us to continually chant the holy name. When we're not humble, we won't. Seven of the seven of the seven of the seven of the lower than a blade of grass. This is a consistent theme. It's a consistent theme. We were looking at also in the end of this, we're kind of looking at like how to tell if something is bona fide. Oh, this how to tell if something is approvable or valuable or, and and we want to hear what you have to say, but at the same time, we also have this little quote, right? We want to remind everybody that in in matters of spiritual life we have to always actually use our conscience mm. always and we have to reflect constantly even when we're hearing uh the scriptures we have to reflect on our consciousness and see how everything actually reflects when we ask those questions deeply in ourselves what that, does the conscience inside how to say? actually apply that how to actually understand this this verse or this this message perhaps there's many rules that we think that we have to follow or there's maybe philosophies about life for example a lot of our tradition is focused on the way of life for renunciate. So the Nivriti Marg is taught as the primary concept of how to perform spiritual life. Nivriti Marg means giving up the world. Mm. Which and as a Grihastra... As a Grihastra is impossible. You can't that. do a good family life. You can't have a good... That doesn't work. You can't do that. That doesn't make so sense. You, you, in the Grihastha Ashram, you have to have a very life-positive Understanding, and the only way to do that as a Vaishnava is to start to see Krishna in your real life. Yeah, as he and appears, as he comes, a relationship with your real life that reflects your relationship and your with partner, Krishna. and how the relationship. Like I have heard Abhi give relationship, not just advice, but just speaking about his relationship and being on the sideline of that. And I think a lot of us have probably experienced this, where any good conversation about how a relationship works mm. is directly applicable to your relationship with Krishna. Well, I mean. Because Krishna is the original blueprint of all relationships, we learn the perfect ideal about relationships from witnessing his leelas. Yeah. So if we, we also, we can inform how we're going to interact with others by understanding how Krishna interacts with others. So important. How the devotees interact with others. So reading these leelas, they, they work on a multi-level of informing us of what good behavior is, what bad behavior is, of what virtues really are. The world isn't virtuous because you exist. You're not virtuous just because you exist. Virtue means a quality that is actually praiseworthy. Virtue. It has merit. It has value in the world. And when it's there, everyone's grateful it's there. If someone is really chivalrous and brave, we are appreciative when they rescue us from a fire or they defend us in battle. Mm. Or whatever it is, we say, thank you for the valor, thank you for your chivalry, thank you for your service, you know, thank you for what you're giving. Like virtue. Mm. The virtue is actually self-evident. Yes. And this is an important Requires concept. no explanation. And this is the thing about the conscience, is that the conscience realizes things that are self-evident. Yeah. Constantly. And what I mean by that is, I'll give you an example that comes straight from Alan Watts, right? Mm. Where he says, you can denote something, you can state something as being virtuous or not virtuous, and that is your opinion. A lot of the time. Mm. But a lot of the things you don't congratulate yourself for are some of the most virtuous experiences of your life. So breathing is an extremely powerful virtue. I wouldn't call it a virtue. You wouldn't call it a virtue? No, because it's, it's, not, it's because breathing is natural. Everyone's breathing. Right? Breathing, breathing, breathing is like naturally again. virtuous. You did the opposite. Naturally, it's beneficial. Okay. It's beneficial. We refer to a quality of human character. Okay. Is that how you're going to define virtue? Well, as I believe, let's like... 
You can go for it. It's fine. <laughs> I like a particular I, kind of person. Dis- disagreeing is a wonderful thing about having a discussion. That's the whole point of um, yeah. having a dialogue. Behavior showing high moral standards or uh, high is basically it refers to uh, goodness, ca- character, strengths of character, moral character, sure. virtues, qualities that deem to be good by the general populace, personal virtues, characteristics. Yeah, you understand. So breathing is something every organism is doing. While I admit mm. the um, positive and important nature of breathing, I believe his. Be I believe his. I believe his point was that like the virtuous essence of something is self-evident within that, just like breathing is self-evident in you. That it's good is self-evident. Yeah, we can agree. Yeah, we, we can agree. Well, what I'm saying is a chivalrous act, right, is is obviously good. Like when when someone acts in a chivalrous way or acts what if he's chivalrously like, defending an, a horrible person? Well, this is an interesting. See, thing. you can blend, you can blur the lines what about where virtues That's become vices if they're misapplied. This is why Mahabharata is such an important read. Well, this is what I was thinking because the honesty of the Pandavas mm-hmm. and of right specifically lead him to allowing the war to happen in some. Yeah. Way. Not to oversimplify that, but where the where the strengths become a weakness in that sense. Yeah, there's That's a very interesting, interesting about delineation about virtue in the Mahabharata. I think everyone should read the Mahabharata. Like I'll, I'll show you right now. <laughs> I highly recommend it, actually. That's the way I will say it instead. Highly I highly recommend reading the full Mahabharata. The Gangulis, or there's one other version, I can't remember who did it, but I highly recommend reading this text because if you really want to understand Vedic culture, in Vedic spirituality way? in a human way, mm-hmm. you need to read that book. You've read the Bhagavad Gita many, many times, but you don't understand how it was applied then. Like how Arjuna ended up using that knowledge in his life. Also, who Arjuna was and, and what who he is, did. yeah, and what his li- what the lifestyle of people who were associating with Krishna at the time was. What is that world? Yeah. What is that? Your concepts of right and wrong, good and bad, are based on like a very very narrow construct that's like informed by Christianity. You're saying without, as well. without the Mahabharata and the Srimad Bhagavatam combined, yeah, because the, the Srimad Bhagavatam has these things where they, it it starts to describe parts in the Mahabharata. But it only hints towards what happened. Yeah. And the Mahabharata like is the whole expansive Yes. It's a it's a really important um exegesis to go through, a, a explanation to go through, perception to go through. It's a real deep study on human nature and, and the qualities or virtues of human nature that should be developed and how society actually can flourish. What are the constructs or ideas or or knowledge required to actually have a thriving, safe, peaceful civilization that is based on qualification, quality. Well, I think your, most... your occupation is purely based on your natural proclivity as a human being. What are you? There are spiritual people. There are brahmanas. There are shadala warrior types. And, and oh, when you're speaking about this today, like arriving as a Vaisha and being connected to Krishna as a Vaisha. Like yeah, in, Braj, yeah, yeah. in Vrindavan, right? In Braj. You have this amazing experience of meeting these incredibly blissed out Vajrasis that are full Vaishas, yeah. but everything in their life is Krishna. It's Krishna. There's not Brahmanas. And so not all of their enjoyment not... is this really interesting exercise in seeing Krishna constantly. Yeah. And I just think it's so beautiful. Because well, to go deeper on what time. he was saying, what, what that was about was also that Vrindavan Das Thakur says that the pure devotees appear in this world as Vaishas, so they don't have to have the responsibility of the Kshatriyas. And all, all the spiritual thing of Puritanism. Intellectualization and of, the Brahmin. of the Brahmins. They so, can have the good life with Krishna and just be. That's the better way to do things. That's the blissful way to Krishna comes to Braja and he stays with the Vaishas. Yeah. 
and he even associates with the aboriginals but it, and the indigenous there. My, like one of my favorite hunters characters. and bee gatherers. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, he associates with the... He associates with all these different like, natural people. With very the Shridar? natural, real people. You know, Shridar, I remember in the two days that I'm really yeah. talking about, right? Like, the banana leaf salesman, the cooler salesman. His relationship with Mahaprabhu is so... <laughs> Beautiful. Mahaprabhu is constantly joking with him, stealing from him, playing with him. And Sridhar, and he asks him this question at one point. He says, That's a color of Sridhar. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that's such a funny and story. He asks him a question one day. He's like, Sridhar, everyone around you is worshipping Goddess Chandi. And they all have what they, what they need materially. They have the, enough food. They have nice clothes. They have a good home, a dry place to sleep. You're worshipping Krishna. What are you doing? You're, you're in such a state of poverty. Like, why don't you worship Goddess Chandi like the rest of your neighbors? And Shri goes, look, man, like, I am closed. I'm not. And, and Mahabhu goes, like, I can see holes in it. Like, ah, it's enough, Shri says, you know. I haven't. And really, if you look at a bird or a prince or, or a man of any kind, it, everything is basically the same. And I'm happy and content with my life. Yeah. And this just, like, attitude of coming down... And doing what he needs to do. He says, Sridhar never raised the price above what it was. He was always yeah, yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he's a just, terrible businessman. Yeah, he, he was just a really... Uh, honest, simple man. And and the, the bliss of his life in that simple bhakti. He got to see... He got to joke, be tricked by... Um, teased by... Teased, stolen from by Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu. This individual, this personality. Yeah. Got to so, come down and be so simple. And as a result of that bhakti, mm-hmm. <laughs> he actually endeared himself to the Lord completely. Oh my God, completely. he stole Krishna. Through the simplicity, Krishna doesn't want your fancy offerings. He wants something from your heart. Yeah, he wants your tears. He wants you <laughs> to actually think about him with love and longing. Yeah. He wants like that, that recognizes that he's there. Not that you're like, I don't know if you're there and I'll just pray to you anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, no, you got to come to knowing he's there. You got to find a way to come to knowing he's there. If you come to knowing he's there, then you really... Krishna Dharma has a good version of That's the That's a Mahabharata. very nice abridged version. 25 hours, they have a one-month free trial. It's really good to know. That's a very I'm, nice I'm abridged um, version, but unfortunately, I, I, and I've read that. That was the first Mahabharata that I read. Okay. I, I loved it as the storytelling... Uh, but unfortunately, there's so much missing from that text. So you've read Gungulis. I've read Gungulis. And that's what's... And how long did it read it three times how or twice. What? Vrindy read it twice. I read it once. Took Shami three read it years. Once. Took Shami three years. Took me a year. Took Vrindy three months. That's a sadhana. Vrindy didn't That's getting months. to know Krishna. Vrindy was right reading there. like eight hours a day. Janava Mata Dasi. Loving, Loving the Sangha. It's making me young. Oh, pretty cool. The Bhakti we hunger. Let's play the Vrindy. Yeah! Look at that. She gave us a Play ride. the Radanga and do Shamashtanga. Love the Sangha is making me younger. For Bhakti, we hunger. Let's play the, the Radanga and, and do Shamashtanga. <laughs> that's an amazing. That's, that's really fun. It's like uh, Bhakti is supposed to make us constantly feel like children again. We're supposed to con- contemplate ourselves youthful. as being pretty much around 13, 14 in the spiritual world of Krishna. Come on. Where, girl, whatever if you're going to be. If things weren't you're perverted gonna be young and tainted, that was the time. It is Young. The time. It's the time to be completely present with what you're doing and not have any of your BS to grab there's it down. So, there's no you're worldly 13, burden, spiritual man. world. There's no worldly burden at that age yet. It's perfect. Everything is potential. Running around <laughs> the cowboys or... Doing all kinds of fun things with the Howard Girls, yeah. however you want to play it. Everything is potential. That's the whole, 13, that's 14. the soul level. That's that powerful. Hold. 
dude, everything is potential. Anything is possible. You have no idea what's going to happen. It's all wonderful. And you're really connected with the people around you at that age, actually. Like, the, the moods of your friends at 12, 13, 14 have a, like, life-changing Doesn't effect. Christ say that? Does In he? order to enter the kingdom of God, was must be like a child. That kind of concept. Is that a quote? Yeah. To enter, to enter the kingdom of heaven one day, like yeah. a child. Prabhupada was like that. Prabhupada was very much like a child. He was so like a beautiful, ways. enlightened I always boy. thought Prabhupada was a cowboy. That's how I saw him. Well, he did install Krishna Balaram, didn't yeah. he? That was, that that was, was the, the temple. temple altar. Altar. I mean, that's kind of saying something. Big, uh, big evidence for his Bob. Krishna, Krishna Balaram. Balaram Temple. But that doesn't mean he can't um, be in Madhuri Ras too. Well, okay. No, first of all, all, of the, simultaneously. all of the Gopas are in Madhuri Ras That's Gopis. Secret. That's secret. Well, let's say that. <laughs> yeah, it's not a secret. It's not a secret. It's not a secret now. So let's let's uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and summarize and, and close up. This has been a really right. fun conversation. I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this. It's fun. So essentially, um, if you want to ask any questions, please ask them now. We really appreciate all of the comments. They've been really fun. I've been really enjoying um, yeah. everything that everyone's had to say. That yeah. last beautiful poem by Janavamata Dasi. Really you know that we love that name too. Janavamata Dasi Jai. Wow. Janava Devi is the ultimate heroine of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Janamamata is is absolutely worshipable on every conceivable level and needs to Her be pastimes are deeply she profound. I recommend incredible. anybody who hasn't gone oh, down. Oh the Vamsavista? No, just any kind of research into Janavamata. The Vamsavista is a great book to read. But um there's so many other avenues to go through just to find out about her life and if you don't know about us for some reason. Yeah. Look her up. Janava Janava Devi. Janava Takarani. Janava Janava Takarani. So we have some bullet points that we went through. We wanted to really this whole this whole episode we really just wanted to share a little bit of an appreciation for the retreat we did. It was fun. It was really awesome. It was really fun. I'm really hoping for the future um, for more sanghas like that. And the strengthening of the team that we've created. I just love everybody that we well, were with. I think we should finish the, by just Thanking Nittai for the whole experience. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you read about the mercy that Nityananda gives freely in his completely magnanimous mood as a young boy, eternally blissful, drunk on the absolute nectar of Krishna consciousness, right? And we just realized that Nittai is the one facilitating all of our bhakti experiences in this life and that he is Anantasesh, the embodiment of Krishna Kirtan mm. and that when we are in Kirtan we are qualitatively one at least to some degree with Balaram and that without him, of his body of without him we would have no fond of knowledge of Krishna at no. all and the Vedas would not be spoken and I know this is out there but what I'm trying to say in a practical way is that when we keep Nittai, Guru, Guru, Guru in the center, you don't have to worry. You don't have to try and do anything. I certainly don't feel like I do. Mm. And I really encourage everybody who wants to come to Kirtan to faithfully pray in some way that they can be relieved of all other responsibilities. All other responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Just get to care time. <laughs> and I'm at prayer in my own heart. Jaini time. That's the that's the thing that you you're just hoping for. Shall we? Jaini time. Jaini time. Thank you so much, everybody. Good night. Good night. We love you.